This is the 36th episode of Decoding Fox News, and I'm your host, Julia Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I'm a graduate of that program, not a student. And if you're new to this podcast, to let you know about myself, I have a long history of researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys. Now, last week was kind of a sleeper, meaning it started off kind of dull in that it was just candidate endorsement, candidate endorsement, candidate endorsement, Democrats are crazy, Democrats are crazy, crime, 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 crime. Then Friday happened. And Paul Pelosi, the husband of Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, was attacked by an intruder and beaten over the head with a hammer. He suffered a skull fracture, had to have surgery, also had an injury to his arm, should recover, but still an absolutely terrifying situation. And the craziest thing was that the right-wing media ecosystem lost its mind. Not that surprising, though, if you follow extremism. Frustrating, though, incredibly frustrating to watch how a lie, and I'm going to quote Ben Collins of NBC. I don't, I met Ben once. We have mutual friends. We interact quite a bit on Twitter, but he just put it perfectly. And then he said that lies spread quicker than the truth. And that is the truth. I mean, that is so, oh, if you follow extremism, it's one of the most frustrating things to watch is how someone can take a kernel of a story and turn it into a brand new fake story and push it and people pick it up and they, like lightning, it spreads. And then it's our job as journalists, researchers, and academics, whatnot, to Fight back against the misinformation. Fight back against the fake story. And it's incredibly frustrating. Now, this podcast is going to touch upon the Pelosi um, incident, but I am dedicating an entire newsletter podcast that should be tomorrow or Wednesday. I basically captured everything tonight on primetime. I went all the way from special report into Laura Ingram to see how each primetime show spun this. And I was betting it would be uh, either Jesse Waters or Tucker Carlson that would take it to a dark place, and it was Tucker Carlson that went the furthest with it. So briefly, before we get into it, um, I don't want to waste too much time, but if you're one of my followers, you're probably very um, hyper-aware of the news. Uh, I know because the way my, my following interacts with me, they know everything immediately. They're very smart people. I'm flattering you, <laughs> but it's true. You guys are right on top of it. Um, basically, what happened is there was a clue about Pelosi when he was talking to the 911 operator said something about, yeah, that's my friend, because he was terrified that this guy was going to kill him. He was like in a bathroom while this guy was trying to kill him, calling 911. So he was speaking in code. And then a Fox affiliate mistakenly said that the attacker 
was in his underwear. Paul Pelosi was because it was the middle of the night and he was sleeping. The Fox affiliate corrected that mistake and said, no, 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 no. The, the attacker was clothed. That was a mistake. But that's all it took. And those two pieces of, of information got turned into, this was an 82-year-old man who picked up a 42-year-old uh, at a gay bar or Tinder or something, and this was a lover's quarrel. Absolutely absurd. There's another piece of uh, sort of misunderstood information and that the cops thought at first there was a third person in the home. They've since said, nope, there was not a third person in the home. So we'll explore this in the next podcast because I have very specific clips from Fox. Basically, what I'm going to do is debunk Fox with Fox because Brett Baer had the official story, had the um, chief of police, had the DA from San Francisco on his show discussing this at length. Tucker Carlson went to crazy town. Now, Tucker, nobody on Fox tonight included the gay subplot, but they did act like, well, there's all these questions. We have all these questions. Like, no, you don't. Anyway, so absolutely crazy Friday. Um, So let's just get into last week. And again, this will be touched upon. It's not the main focus of the podcast. I just wanted to address it since it's such a huge, huge news story and absolutely terrifying, I will add. So last week, Fox News, demonic teachers, John Fetterman, and Pelosi conspiracy theories. A condensed overview of 15 hours of Fox News for the week ending October 30th, 2022. Last week, a fan of Fox News would have been inundated with overt endorsements for Republican candidates and tales of evil teachers who laughed at low math scores. A Fox viewer might also suspect that the break-in at Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home in San Francisco was part of an elaborate conspiracy meant to make Republicans look bad. Anyone who consumed a lot of Fox News last week might not realize that scientists measured the highest level of greenhouse gases ever recorded in 2021, or that jury selection began in the criminal trial involving the Trump Organization. Fox viewers might have also missed the news of the presidential runoff election in Brazil. The network was in full campaign mode. Nearly every story on Fox had something to do with the upcoming midterm election. If Fox News hosts weren't overtly shilling for a Republican candidate or tearing down a Democrat, they were trashing the Biden administration or sowing fear into the viewers' minds that their cushy suburbs were about to be overrun with roving gangs of criminals. Shows I analyzed last week, Fox and Friends, The Five, and Jesse Waters' Primetime. How the week started. The new twist last week was the annual National Assessment of Educational Progress, often called the Nation's Report Card, was published for 2021. It showed significant drops in reading and math scores across the country. Overall, the trend showed schools that were shut down longer had a more dramatic drop in scores. Fox ran with this as proof that the dastardly teachers union intentionally wanted to harm children. As usual, the network did not hold back. Now, this is from Jesse Waters' primetime. I took one of his longer monologues and condensed it down to less than two minutes. And it's not just Republican parents. Democrats and independent parents agree. The child grooming needs to stop. 
So parents already have to deal with high crime and inflation, and now they have to worry about demonic teachers turning their classroom into a drag show. Maybe that's why they call him Creepy Joe. The president, who's already in over his head, wasted his day chatting with a transsexual activist, Dylan, in the Oval Office about why children should be getting sex changes without their parents' permission. The Democrats' message going into the midterms is let's neuter your son. He's going through a phase, so cut it off. It's wrong not to. So I'm going to cut this in half a little bit just to break that down a bit. So Fox News regularly demonizes trans people and conflates trans people with drag queens, which sometimes a trans person is a drag queen. It happens. Uh, usually not the case. Um, drag queens are normally gay men, but they can be any gender and they can also be women. Um, also be non-binary, whatever, anything you want. Uh, drag is performance, however. Um, most drag queens will, uh, it's like a character that they put on or take off. And it's simply something they perform as. And then when they're not performing, they are whoever they are. Uh, trans is someone who usually transitions to a different gender. So they're not the same thing. Sometimes they are, but they're usually not. Um, and more insidiously, Fox frequently also conflates trans people and drag queens to sexual predators, which is really disturbing and disgusting and horrible. And if you hear in that, it's all about emasculation. They, they want to neuter your son. It also would be impossible for a minor-aged child to get gender reassignment surgery without a parent knowing about it, simply because insurance would have to pay for it. So I'm not sure how a kid would remotely navigate that. What, what they're really talking about is that a kid might begin a transition or um, begin to question their gender without necessarily telling their parents, which is not anything close to the same thing as actual surgery. It's absolutely absurd. But drag shows, sex changes, and 45 pronouns are now a part of American foreign policy. Does the Biden administration even know that American students can't do math anymore? The Democrats closed the schools down and told all the students they were racists who needed sex changes. It's almost like they want our children dumb and guilty and confused. It's easier to lie to them and load them up with debt that way. Herman Munster said it best. Identity politics doesn't have a place here. And yes, uh, Waters ended that with a clip from the 1960s sitcom about a family of monsters called the Munsters, where Herman Munster, who's like a Frankenstein character, makes a little statement about racism. You're just making stuff up. Demonic teachers... They told all our children they're racist and that they need sex change operations. None of that is true. None of that is true. Uh, it just, that's, but that's the heightened panic, fear, paranoia that they push constantly. This, this idea that uh, everything's working against you and only Fox can save you. Only Fox can pull you away from this nightmare. So that was how the week started. So by the end of the uh, week, the entire news cycle was dedicated to the break-in at Speaker Pelosi's home in San Francisco. According to police reports, a 42-year-old man, David DePape, broke into the Pelosi home, accosted her husband, Paul Pelosi, in the middle of the night and beat him with a hammer so badly he suffered a fractured skull and injuries to his arm. 
Jesse Waters decided to make the incident about everything but an attempted assassination attempt of a high-ranking political figure. And this is also a longer monologue that I just sort of sucked all the um, nonsense out and condensed it to sort of give you a sense of what he was talking about. I actually love doing that to Fox because they tend to take a three-minute idea, stretch it out to 15 by putting in clips and kind of going on tangents. And I just take all that extraneous stuff out and show you this is what they meant by it. The guy that is the alleged attacker sounds like a homeless nudist. Mm -hmm. He was living in a storage locker and he was an illegal alien from Canada with a rap sheet in San Francisco, we believe, so he should have been deported. But San Francisco is a sanctuary city. He's whacked. I read his social media profile. The man is crazy. And everybody should have known that. So he's mentally ill. So this is something that Fox pushes quite a bit. If there's anyone who's like undocumented, uh, Fox will immediately say, well, he should have been deported. And if he wasn't deported, this crime never would have happened. As if people who were natural born citizens who live in the United States don't also commit tons of crime. And then, of course, the weird section, he talks about how everybody should have known he had mental health problems. Yeah, everybody did. But it's easier said than done to actually get somebody into treatment for their mental health problems. There's a crime wave. It's touched everybody. The crime wave has now come to the Speaker of the House's house. It came to Zeldin's house, who's a congressman running for governor here. Someone rushed a stage with a, a weapon. Karen Bass, who's running for mayor in Los Angeles. She had guns stolen. It's happening all across the board. What I want is that I want this alleged perpetrator to be treated the exact same way if he had treated, if he had attacked anybody else. Because a lot of people get hit with hammers. A lot of people get attacked. And a lot of the times they're out on bail the next day and it's a simple assault charge. So I don't know why this guy is being treated differently. And he's facing what? Attempted homicide. He's in prison right now. We see people assault people all the time randomly with all kinds of weapons, and we see them released the next day. So I don't know why this guy is getting all of a sudden special treatment or different treatment because the, the victim was so high profile. Okay, there's a lot to unpack in just that brief clip. For starters, he just reduces a attempted political assassination down to the crime wave. Second, he says that there's like a rash. I found this kind of funny, actually, of like hammer attacks happening all over the country. Okay. And then thirdly, he uh, implies that somehow this shouldn't be given special treatment because this was the Speaker of the House's husband, which I would disagree with him strongly on in that we do want to protect our elected officials because, you know, we would lose stability if suddenly elected officials were being taken out by just random people. Nobody wants that. Either party. Not a good thing. So a lot of crazy in that little brief segment. And I don't know enough about uh, cashless bail. He's making a lot of assumptions there over someone breaking into somebody's home. I kind of doubt in San Francisco that person would be just, you know, oh, you can come back when it's your court date. Maybe. I don't, I kind of doubt it. I don't know enough about the specific laws in San Francisco, but it, it seems a bit um, ridiculous considering the specifics of this case. Remember, if you call on a welfare check, the left wants to send a social worker. What if a social worker had come to this call? You would have had a dead husband and you would have had a dead social worker. 
That's why you have to have police, and I agree with Tyrus. Police responded right away, and they handled the situation. Thank God the police were there. And remember, the Democrats defunded the police in San Francisco. Big mistake, and they put the money back in, but these are the kind of mistakes we cannot keep making. Okay, so I looked, I did some research into that, and what he says is false. Um, So the city of San Francisco actually increased the police department budget by 4.4% since 2019, despite promises by Mayor London Breed to reduce funding. And in 2022, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors actually approved a $50 million increase in the San Francisco Police Department budget. Now, I have links to a story that explains that in the newsletter. I'll briefly explain the newsletter. The newsletter is on my Substack, which is Decoding Fox News on Substack. And it's sort of the written version of the podcast. Um, Some people prefer the written version. Some people do both. Some people just do the podcast. So when I say there's a link in the newsletter, that's what I'm talking about. Um, So he's blatantly wrong about defunding the police. And I also want to point out that he makes an assumption about how a dispatcher would probably send a social worker to a home that was just broken into by a stranger with a weapon. I can't imagine that that would happen. It Something like that is m- meant more for like if a family member is having a psychotic break and no one is sure what to do about it and they're worried that that person might harm themselves. Um, in theory, uh, you could call a 911 type service and instead of a cop showing up with a gun, you could get a trained mental health professional. That is what people are hoping and trying to expand upon with the theory behind defund the police or police reform. Um, I don't even know who really uses the phrase defund the police anymore at this point. Um, So he's just uh, misrepresenting it completely. And what Waters most importantly didn't mention was the extensive online footprint DePappy left that showed a strong interest in far right-wing conspiracy theories. I also have a link to that because there's quite a few. they just are rewriting this. They just want to make this man a left-wing person, even though he's not. And because they don't want to ever take responsibility for this. So this next clip is Kennedy, who is a former MTV VJ from the 90s, who now has a show on Fox Business. And Kennedy's like a libertarian. So her politics aren't always straight with the Fox viewpoint, but they're close enough. And in this section, she decides that this attack on Paul Pelosi is Joe Biden's fault, which is an interesting take. Um, You know, the president promised to bring down the tenor of political discourse in this country. That hasn't happened. People are more divided. Uh, There are people who see words as violence, and there are people who it's very easy for them to cross the line and commit acts of violence like this because they are moved by their politics. When you combine that kind of rage, that sort of systemic cultural rage that we have right now that that hasn't calmed down with untreated mental illness, that's when you have things like this happen. And for anyone, whether it's a Supreme Court justice, the Speaker of the House, or anyone who holds visible elective office, it's a really scary time. And especially in California, where so much money goes to social services, 
they're not doing it right. They really have failed the mentally ill, especially those who are violently mentally ill in that state. And, and they have not created appropriate systems to identify and treat people like this. And it's really sad that after the fact, we're hearing about all of these symptoms when, you know, with all that money and all of those resources, someone like this should have been identified and treated before something this tragic happens. So to blame Biden for this is just really rich coming from Fox News. Uh, because what I mean, I just played earlier in the podcast a clip of Jesse Waters calling school teachers demonic and then saying that like drag queens were grooming children and everyone wanted to cut your child's penis off or what. I mean, oh my. And they're going to call Biden rhetoric heightened. I, it's just, you can't with them. It's like they will not take responsibility for anything they do it's always somebody else's fault it's always the democrats it's uh and then to blame the state of california is california perfect no does california have plenty of problems yes could california improve their mental health um care for people who really need it of course they could but that would be the same for the entire country and it's very difficult if anyone knows a person or has a family member or a friend who suffers from mental illness to get an adult who doesn't want to go to care into care or on back on medication. I mean, Ye West, uh, formerly Kanye West, is a great example of that. So I just, come on. Now, the second clip gets even dumber, and I, I have no words for how dumb this next second clip is. It's also Kennedy. You know, Tyra, like to the help. point where human beings' lives are utterly disposable. And I keep coming back to that. You know, we, we have a lot of conversations about abortion in ways that we haven't for a long time. And you also see videos like this where people mowing a vulnerable grandmother and her toddler and a stroller down just indiscriminately. And there really is no respect for life. And how do we get back to that? How do we reconnect with people? There has to be a way. Okay, so... I mean, not to be blunt, but human beings have treated other human beings like absolute garbage since millennia, since the beginning of human beings. Uh, number two, actually, if you look at the data, uh, abortion was made legalized in the United States in 1973, and crime rates actually dropped significantly since 1973. So that's absurd to, to make a correlation between abortion and crime. And thirdly, um, so... Abortion was made illegal in a number of states or greatly restricted in a number of states just a few months ago. So you would think that we'd have a decrease in crime, according to her logic. And of course, we haven't. So that doesn't make any sense either. And finally, abortion is not new and it was not it didn't suddenly appear in 1973. It's appeared it's been around pretty much since human beings have been around. Um, there's evidence of it in ancient times. There's evidence of it in every culture in the world because for various reasons, women have wanted to terminate pregnancies, um, usually because of resources. They usually uh, felt like they couldn't afford to take care of another child, so they terminated a pregnancy or they were sick or something was wrong with them, um, whatever. Uh, so the next section is simply called Fetterman, 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 Fetterman. Last week, the Democratic senatorial candidate in Pennsylvania was mentioned a staggering, drumroll please, 123 times over the course of the week. The reason why that number is so crazy is that 
Uh, normally, a high number for this category is like 40 or 50. So in comparison, his opponent, Dr. Mehmet Oz's name was used only 42 times. The entire network went into hyperdrive to promote the idea that John Fetterman was too cognitively impaired uh, from his stroke to run for office. No one at Fox brought up that Senator Ben Ray Luan uh, from New Mexico, a Democrat, also suffered a stroke in January, or that Senator Chris Van Hollen from Maryland was also briefly hospitalized for a stroke in May. Uh, Van Hollen returned to work within a few weeks. So Greg Gutfeld was outraged that John Fetterman would run for the Senate after having a stroke, and he claimed no Democrat could have a say that a candidate was unfit for office again. So I, as soon as he said this, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have fun with this clip. So I went through and found some of my favorite, let's say, eccentric <laughs> elected officials and put them in a little string. I'm going to take out Herschel Walker because we're going to hear him later. Um, but Herschel Walker was in this tweet. But we don't need to hear that clip. If the Republicans ran a stroke victim, how would that fly? Do you remember the heaps of ridicule Republicans got when they ran a TV host? So Dems doing this, after doing this, they can never criticize anyone ever again for being unfit for office. So I included some examples of your faves and mine, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, uh, Representative Gosar, and I'm just going to say a surprise person at the end. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to know immediately when you hear the clip. You have to accept the fact that the government totally wants to provide surveillance on every part of your life. They want to know when you're eating. They want to know if you're eating a cheeseburger, which is very bad because Bill Gates wants you to eat his fake meat that grows in a peach tree dish. So you'll probably get a little zap inside your body and that's saying, no, no, don't eat a real cheeseburger. You need to eat the fake the fake burger, the fake meat from Bill Gates. Um, they probably also want to know when you go to the bathroom and if your bowel movements are are on time or consistent. Church I mean, what is supposed to direct the government? The government is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. And I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk that's not in the Constitution. It was in a stinking letter and it means nothing like what they say it does. Well, they saw it from Arizona, drew their attention quickly first. They saw numbers of 90-some thousand, 60-some thousand, 40-some thousand ballots drop into Donald Trump's category and then quickly come out verbatim. Now, there may be a, a, a reason for that. We don't know. But then they started watching there and, and looking to the dump. It's very important when, when you consider even national security issues with Russia as Putin rears his head and, and uh, comes into the airspace of the United States of America, where, where do they go? It, it's Alaska. It's just right over the border. It is from Alaska that we send those out to make sure that an eye is being kept on this very powerful nation, Russia, because they are right there. They are right next to, um, to our state. Sarah Palin, ladies and gentlemen, everybody's favorite, the original crazy candidate. And now she seems so tame, really, in comparison. She was the governor of an entire state, though. Think about that. Woo! And now we've got, you know, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, and Gosar. And they're all, woo! I think my favorite would probably be Marjorie Taylor Greene because she's just so out there. I mean, she was literally talking about bowel movements. Why not? 
talk about bowel movements and talk about the government monitoring bowel movements. That's not crazy. And peach tree dish, which is a classic. So anyway, <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm laughing to keep from crying. I'm laughing to keep, to, I'm laughing to keep from crying. So this next section is a classic Decoding Fox News section for the podcast, which is called Bogus Expert of the Week. And as you know, if you're a regular listener, I do a dippy voice that is kind of from the Midwest. This week, I'm going to mix it up and I'm going to do my mom, who is also from the Midwest. Similar accent, slightly different because she's from St. Louis, which is like a Midwestern accent, but with a Southern twang. It's a weird one. And when I do my mom's voice up here, people are like, what the heck are you doing? And I go, well, that's just how she talks. And my mom had four children in four years. So she's panicked at all time, at all time. She's always calling me up. Julie, are you okay? I'm like, mom, I'm fine. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Well, anyway, as this mom character, I'm going to introduce the bogus expert of the week, which is a fake person. And that this week is Laura Trump, a repeat winner. And Laura Trump is, uh, yes, repeat winner. They had her on to talk about teachers unions. Laura Trump has never been a teacher. Laura Trump has never been a member of a union. Laura Trump has no involvement with the teachers union. She is not an academic. She is the daughter-in-law to the former president. That's it. Her kids are too little to be in a normal school. They're in preschool. And I seriously doubt she'd send them to a public school. So I don't know why she's talking about teachers union, but she was talking about teachers union. She didn't say anything that interesting. And we're running out of time, so I'm just going to jump to the next clip. The next clip is worth it. I'd rather play that. This is Brian Kilmeade talking about Herschel Walker. So I took an excerpt from a segment from MSNBC Morning Joe that sort of frames these clips, and they put these clips together, and I just thought it was so funny. You know, why re overthink it? So here you go. So he can't believe, Senator Schumer, they walk. They, I can't believe they would like Herschel Walker. Do you, have you walked around and listened to Herschel Walker speak? Do you know how loved people? he is in that state in Georgia? And he has no idea. So the, and the, here's some of his recent takes on important issues from gun control to climate change. We don't control the air. Our good air decided to float over to China, bad air. <laughs> so when China gets our good air, their bad air got to move. <laughs> so it moves over to our good air space. And now we got to clean that bike up. Cain kill Abel. You know, and uh, you know, and that's the problem that we have. And I said, what we need to do is look into how we can stop those things. You know, he talked about doing a disinformation. What about getting a department that can look at young men that's looking at uh, women that looking at uh, just social media? What about doing that, looking into things like that, and we can stop that that way? But yet they want to just continue to talk about taking away your constitutional rights. And I think about this because. At one time, science said man came from apes. Did it not? I've, That's when you, know, you go to I, the every science. Time, every time I read or hear that, I think to myself, you just didn't read the same Bible I did. Well, what, this was interesting, though. If that is true, why are there still apes? All right, you know, when I hear this, this makes me think of, like, listening to Donald Trump saying man, person, woman, <laughs> camera, tape, or whatever he said. He sounds like Daniel Webster there, but I, I listen to Herschel Walker, and I swear I feel like I need my Ovaltine decodering, because I have no idea just, what he's saying. 
So the Dakota Ring reference is from a movie called A Christmas Story. It's very specific. He's basically saying that Herschel Walker is speaking in code. I just want to explain that joke in case someone doesn't know the Ovaltine Dakota Ring reference. So this next section is called Stories Fox News Ignored. So every week I compare 15 hours of Fox News to five hours of the nonpartisan PBS NewsHour. The following are stories that were covered on PBS that Fox News ignored. This week, the, the list is too long. It's not going to fit in the podcast. It's just going to get monotonous to read through the whole thing. So I'm going to jump around a little bit. But if you want to see how epically long this is, go to the newsletter. Everything is hyperlinked so you can check and read the stories if you'd like. I know some people do that. Most people don't. But I always include hyperlinks so you can find this stuff on your own if you want. So the first one at the top is uh, Herschel Walker. A second woman came forward saying that he paid for and pressured her to get an abortion, which, of course, he denied. A man was sentenced to seven and a half years in prison for dragging a Capitol Police officer during the January 6th riot and having that police officer beaten by a mob. That's one of the longest sentences so far. Three men were convicted in a plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. I mention that because the first... Trial ended in a mistrial, and Fox has talked about that a lot, and they tend to say, oh, it was a hoax, it was the FBI, it was entrapment. Well, those men got a second trial, and they were convicted. So Fox hasn't mentioned that second trial. Um, skipping a few of these, Alexander J. Alexander King, a former Minneapolis police officer, pleaded guilty on state charges to aiding and abetting the second-degree manslaughter of George Floyd. There have been multiple cases involving that, federal and state. That case, Fox has ignored all of them. All of them. In Florida, uh, several former prisoners had tried to vote, and they got arrested for voter fraud, even though they were given cards that said in the mail that you were clear to vote. So that's a big scandal in Florida, and it's just really ugly to watch those clips. Um, Yee West, formerly known as Kanye West, who was just featured on Fox News, lost partnerships with Adidas and other companies due to anti-Semitic remarks. Here's one that you wouldn't think would be political. Fox did not mention this at all. Children's hospitals are struggling with a nationwide outbreak of a virus called RSV, which is a dangerous respiratory uh, virus in children. Doctors are urging parents to get their children over the age of six months vaccinated for the flu as a means of protection. Again, you wouldn't think that that would be a political thing, but Fox News has not mentioned it. The greenhouse gases being record high ever. Fox didn't mention that. That was in the lead. Um, there's a lot of uh, the European Union just raised interest rates and their central bank to combat high inflation, which is also rampant in Europe right now. Um, there's political unrest in Myanmar. In a Hong Kong media mogul who was very pro-democracy got arrested on kind of bogus charges of fraud. The war in Ukraine, which a lot of things have happened there, Fox is ignoring it right now. There was a uh, runoff for the presidential election in Brazil uh, against Bolsonaro, who Tucker Carlson loves and has done segments on. And he was running against Lula da Silva, who's a liberal who's promised to protect the Amazon rainforest. So uh, Lula won the election, and that was a very happy day for environmentalists and indigenous people in Brazil. Uh, cholera is overwhelmed Haiti as cases and death spike amid crisis. The country has become overrun with violent gangs who have seized fuel sources and terrorized the country. Uh, the unrest began soon after the assassination of Haiti's president in July 2021. 
Also, the protests in Iran, which are anti-government because of a young woman who died under police custody because she wasn't wearing her headscarf the correct way. These protests have gone on for over a month. They're absolutely heroic, inspirational in many ways, and Fox News has completely ignored them. They, did, they have not mentioned them. I have not seen one word of that yet. Um, there was more violence at Israel-Palestine in the West Bank, and of course, Fox always ignores Israel-Palestine, so that was not mentioned. Uh, there was a very famous preacher in Harlem named Reverend Calvin O. Butts III, uh, who helped revitalize Harlem and was incredibly popular. He died at the age of 73. Uh, very briefly, by the numbers, it's the top five categories for each network, Fox versus PBS. And if you combine uh, candidate endorsement, anti-Biden, and crime increasing for Fox, that was 43% of their airtime, which just basically, can you know, just midterm, midterm, midterm. Um, Elon Musk was also, like, huge on Fox and not a very big story on PBS. PBS was far more balanced with midterms, Ukraine, Brazil runoff, uh, they like to do uh, profiles about artists. And then they had a great segment, 11 minutes long, on the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, which Fox News has completely ignored. Then they also go over the words used on Fox News. Uh, crime was number one at 190 references. That is astounding. It's never that high. It's usually around 30, 40. So 190. I mean, that's how hard they're pushing crime stories right now. They're just trying to scare voters. Um, they, they mentioned crime more than they mentioned Biden. Stroke was mentioned 37 times. Criminal, 38 times. Um, subway, 47 times. And then we're all like subway crime, subway crime, subway crime. Um, AOC always makes a list at 10. Uh, Ukraine was only mentioned seven times. So that gives you an idea of how wacky their coverage is. And then coming up, I've captured every primetime show from Monday night to see how various Fox News anchors would spin the attack on Paul Pelosi they all handled it a little differently, so I'm glad I did this. I'm going to be going through that uh, tomorrow, and I should have a podcast newsletter Tuesday or Wednesday. It depends on how long it's going to take me. Um, with media clips organized and cut for that. And this week, I'm going to be covering Fox and Friends, The Five, and Tucker Carlson tonight. If you want to help this uh, podcast, I have a, um account at Patreon for Decoding Fox News. I also have a tip thing at the top of my Twitter some people are confused where that is. It's a little dollar bill. You can see it right next to um, the very top of my Twitter by the bio, above the bio, kind of next to my face. I'm exhausted. Today was rough because of this <laughs> marathon. I watched, um, while working on this, I watched uh, all the way from break special report with Brett Baer all the way through Ingram. I have captured it, watched through it as much as I could while working on this. And I should have a breakdown for everybody tomorrow because I was fascinated. I'm like, how are they going to do this? Thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate it. And um, the cats, Odin and Thor, thank you so much. And I'll be back with the next podcast before you know it. Thanks for listening.